Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. Welcome to part two of last week's episode with Pastor Mario, where we continue to talk about the importance of fatherhood. What would you say to the young man or young lady that's in the midst of that, that can't see the outcome or can't even fathom there being an outcome like yours? What would you say to that person that's listening and they're saying, I have no clue how he got there. I don't even know if God's actively working in my life and just questioning everything and wondering if they're ever going to get through this. Mm -hmm. What would you tell that person? Man, that's a very, very hard question because in reality, if you're getting, being abused, you have to speak out. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling anybody to take their beatings or, or, or take the abuse. No, mm-hmm. a young person shouldn't go through what I went through and they got to speak out. Mm. So if you're in the middle of that, of a process of your father, the Bible does say honor your father and your mother um, so you could have a long life. That doesn't mean that you have to accept everything that they're doing. And I'm not here to speak to the young people and say, run away from home or anything like that. No, but your parents need help. Mm-hmm. And we have to look for help. Um, so when you're going through all of that stuff, I'm sorry, I don't care how spiritual you are. You're not talking about, you're not thinking about 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the situation that you're going through. Yeah. Survival yeah. You know, to survive. You go on what? what survival you, mode. Survival mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nowadays we have, well, we don't have that much, but we have so much help out there. You know, and sometimes it's not that you're telling on your parents, it's that you want things to be fixed. Right. You know, so instead of running, running away from home, I say speak out. Um, and sometimes as parents, we need to uh, see it from somebody else's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so here's the thing about fatherhood, especially from us coming from a Hispanic Mexican background. Mm-hmm. background. Um, the father was trained to be the roof of the house. Mm-hmm. And I guess it does make sense for some people, but the roof is who says what goes into the family, mm-hmm. into the house. Okay. But we have created that as an, an authoritative man that what I say goes. Without question. Without question. Mm. The hitting, the words, the loud voice, the put downs. And you think you're doing as a, your job as a father. It's called machismo. Mm-hmm. You know, and when a man was never supposed to be the roof, the man was supposed to be the foundation. Right. Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. The foundation is what carries the weight of the family. Mm-hmm. It's a humble place. Mm-hmm. It's know that I can't do it on my own. I need God in all of this. Right. Yeah. I tell you what, we're, we're in this beautiful house that the Gudinos own. But the moment, Tony, that there's a crack in your foundation and it's no longer good, mm-hmm. the city's going to come here. And it's going to call it conde- a condemned um, house mm-hmm. and you have to tear it down. Yeah. That's why we have so many broken families. It's because a father does not take their role as a foundation. And now we have all these women, single mothers or fathers that don't take their place. So the mother has to take their place mm-hmm. and she's carrying the weight that she wasn't designed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And because she wasn't designed for it, she's a frustrated woman. And a frustrated woman cannot operate as what she was created to be because she's confused of what she's supposed to be done. And she's always tired. We need to fix the foundation of this house. You know, everything that's going in politics, Mm -hmm. everything that's going in the school system, everything that's going in the community. I tell you what, if we fix foundation, a city could be turned upside down for the good. If we could only fix the fatherhood mm-hmm. and teach men what a foundation is, everything will start to get better sooner than later, you know. But we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love crack foundations. It's part of life now. It's, that's the way. We've learned to work around it. Yes. Yeah. Which is sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would you say to the father that might be listening that deep down in their heart of hearts, they know they're not stepping up to the plate Mm -hmm. and maybe they see the frustration of their spouse. Cause I've been through that as well. Me and my wife where I wasn't taking my role, but what do you say to the the husband out there that knows they need to step up and begin doing what they need to do, but they're just not sure how to start. Okay. That's good. I like that. Okay. I'm not going to answer this. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I don't put you on the spot, Ada, but we're not perfect fathers. None of us are. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I'm a father figure. I'm a pastor. And I feel like sometimes I fail as a father, you know, in things that maybe nobody taught me how to do. Mm. I just just had a big clue that I had to learn by failure. I had to learn by my mistakes. But the Tony from... Let's say, how long have you been at Family Bible Church? Uh, about three years. Three years. Yeah. Hopefully this talks good about the church. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see about Ada's <laughs> answer. You know, let, me, let, me kick, let me kick her underneath the table first. And, uh, no, 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 no. I want you to just speak the truth. And I know that Gio and Ruth are here, but what's the difference between the man five years ago and the Tony of today? How it, Has there been a difference? And how did he make the difference without him answering he just decided to change. It wasn't something that happened rapidly overnight, but it was a process where every every offense or everything that, you know, went wrong, it's like he was willing to step back and acknowledge that he yes. was wrong and he knew that he had to change. I think just you have to choose. You have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, whether to change or to continue. Remain the same. Uh-huh, remain the same. Mm-hmm. But he's a lot different from back then to now. Does Gio and Ruth say amen to that? I'm going to start crying. You're, you're going. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I need you guys to speak. Come on. Good. And it's okay to cry because your, pastor, your pastor's here. <laughs> For me, I, I think since the time my dad has been at the church, the way I see the biggest change is the sensitivity. I think before that, my dad seemed so calloused, where it seemed like, because I worked with him prior Mm -hmm. to that, I just felt like, oh, it's my boss, my boss, my boss. And my dad was this other person that's gone away, and I just saw him as my boss. And then once, you know, he started going to the church, and then he started, you know, I I don't know, it's probably because he saw it from you, like how you were saying, the, Mm -hmm. the... the warmth that you had as a father should be towards his kids. I think that almost like his heart was softened and he wasn't quick to lash out at me, yeah. you know, especially at, at the job, you know, where I'm like his employee, but I'm still his son. But then he, you know, he might, might lash out like I'm his son rather than an equal employee or I know he's my boss. But <laughs> but I think the more, it's more the, the softness, uh, 
Like when your heart's not... When, he, when his heart, in other words, his hard heart began to soften when he started going to the church. He started yeah. understanding. And, and honestly, I really believe because you grew up without a father in your life. But I think that when he came to you, Pastor, when we came to the church... It was almost like that void that he had, that fatherless void, that that sense of belonging or being a son. I believe that, you know, your reflection of who God is in reality, it's almost like, you know, God's unconditional love flowing through you as a father to him. And I think that began to soften his heart and to and change him. I think it that experience you had, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. I want you to finish what you were saying. Uh, yeah, I, I th- that part. And then I think hearing your story and what you went through and then hearing my dad whenever he would you, you would talk about, you know, mm-hmm. similar situations that you had raising up, I had a different mindset looking at my dad because I know it's not easy going through what you guys have gone. I've never been through that with my dad to that like level ever. So I can't, you know, preach on that. But I think hearing your story gave me a different view on my dad. And I respect him so much from where he was to where he is now, you know? <laughs> um, and I, I definitely, I, I, I don't know if you saw, like on the Instagram, I had posted about this dad, he's doing pushups and he's carrying his son on his back. Mm. And uh, the coach, he's saying, your dad has to keep going. You make your dad's life harder, not living up to your potential. And I know potential is something you always bring up. But my dad, he has like five kids on his back. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had more respect thinking of <laughs> where he started from when I can remember to where he is now. There's a respect and love that I have for him that I, I don't think... I don't think I would have been able to acknowledge without these past few years, the change, you know, from hearing your stories and hearing, I I just don't think it would be the same. I think if he hadn't met you and experienced that from you, if that makes sense. How old are you? 25. (laughs) Here we have a a, a 25-year-old husband already. (laughs) of a beautiful wife creating his own family. But yet when he speaks about his father, he has tears in his eyes. And the reason that he has tears in his eyes is because he still, he will always see himself as a child in front of his dad. And as fathers, we made so many mistakes. We made so many errors. We wish we could take back so many things. But I'm 50 years old. But when I'm with my father, I'm six years old. And I don't care how many kids I have. I don't care how many grandchildren I might have. When I'm with my father, I still want to be a young boy and learn from him. That's the story of the Godinos. The Godinos have found a father that has changed his life. And I'm going to the question that you asked me. It's a decision that we must make. Mm. Pride will kill. Right. Yeah. If... Tony Godino would have said, no, I've done a good job and I provided for you. That's where all the men go, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Every man goes through that. You have everything that I have because I worked so hard and, and I you know, worked so much overtime and you're telling me I don't love you. Money is not love. Right. The provision of a man is a godly thing, but it's not everything. Mm-hmm. The number one thing is we have to learn how to lead. Lead is... What I told you guys earlier, that a 33-year-old man 
received a forced kiss from his father. And he reminds, he is remembered of that day every single day. And I take that kiss wherever I go because that's the importance of fatherhood. I was accepted that day. I was loved. I was told that he was proud of me. Listen, I forced him to give me a kiss. <laughs> But my imagination started going crazy. What would have happened to me if that would have happened since a young age? Mm -hmm. So it's never too late. You guys are your true story. I love the Godinos. I really, really love the Godinos. And I'm not saying this because they gave me a free donut. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you guys please um, delete that? Um, it's not because I'm in their house, but it's because I have seen the change. So the question that you asked me, I wanted your family to answer it because it can happen. I don't have, I don't care how deep your, or how thick your callus are. I don't care how many errors you have. The moment that you decide to say, I need help, I need to change, it's the moment that will make your children cry for the first time, not because you did something bad, it's because they're seeing something new. So we all have a child inside of us. I don't care how old we are. And sometimes it's too late. Mm -hmm. The father's no longer there. But then they find a pastor mm -hmm. that can step in and they can see a father figure and they can see how it should have been. And all of a sudden, their lives are restored and their families are restored because all of us were designed. Listen to what I just said. Every object in this table right now is designed for something. Inside of us, there's a, a design that is yearning for a father's love. Mm -hmm. All of us. That's good. I have a question, Pastor, because I'm listening to you and... From your testimony and everything that you've talked about, it seems like in your in your situation it was more that you were wanting a, um, to be accepted, mm -hmm. the feeling of being or accepted approval. or the approval. And I'm thinking about with me when I was growing up and my dad, he was present, but not present because he was always working and out yeah. of the home. But for me, it wasn't so much the looking for acceptance, but mine was more looking for love, like hearing the words, I love you mm -hmm. relationship. So my question to you would, and it's, I guess it's a two part question. The first part of the question is, let's say the, the fathers out there, the men out there that are struggling, um, maybe they don't have a relationship with God or they do have a relationship with God, but they, let's say they lack love, right? And acceptance. What would you say to them or what would you, or how would you encourage them? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. You know Answer that one. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I was so uh, confident. No, Pastor, I don't want to answer that one. But yes, I'll go ahead and take it, Pastor. Um, <laughs> I think Ida, it would be something. You know, even though that, like you said, he was there, but he wasn't. The, the love wasn't there. That's what you weren't feeling. Yeah. Well, how mm. would a father, though, let's say there's fathers out there right now who don't know how to love themselves. Maybe well, there's a lack of love because how do you, how does a father um, express love to a child? Or let's say, I know it starts with the change, the decision, I'm going to change. Right. But now, how would we, how do you, let's say somebody out there that might be thinking right now, well, how am I supposed to, how what steps do, do I take? Yeah. How am I supposed to learn to love myself if I, if I was never shown love by my father yeah. to begin with, or I've never had a father. So I, how do I find that? 
Well, you find that because you do a, an analysis of yourself. There's something wrong with the relationship and you see it. Every person out there, we see that there's something missing in this relationship. Could it be because we're so quick to blame the other person, but they, but he, but she. But when we do that self-analysis, it's like, wait, maybe it is me. Maybe I don't know how to love or maybe I don't know how to show love. So it would be that individual to me, it's, I, I love to see other people. I do. I'm a people watcher. I love to see how pastor loves his wife. I love to see how he loves his children. I love you guys. This is why we do this podcast with you guys, because I love the chemistry and the relationship you guys have with your children. So if I don't know how to do it, I'm not going to team up with somebody out there who's also not doing it. I am going to look to those people that are modeling that type of love that I want to see in myself, that I want to see That's in my good, family. Yes. So then if you don't know and you don't have it, but you see that disconnect within the home, what do you do? You go out there and you seek help. You go to, a, and many people are going to say, well, the church, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. But if you don't have it, then team up with somebody, go to a church, mm -hmm. go to, uh, for me, if you're out here in San Diego, go to Family Revival Church and you're not just going to see it from the pastors because mm -hmm. what a good leader does is they also teach their flock to lead. Mm -hmm. So you see it within everybody that wants to go out there and offer that hug, offer that, that time they we will give you that time of day to sit with you and if you know it's not working for you let's teach us let, let us teach you let us be that role model for you mm -hmm. so you can go forth and have this strong family that's and, how and we're not good. here to yeah. promote our church family revival church <laughs> no. we're not here to do that okay no. but i um i i, I well, love that's a good answer i, love, answer. I love the answer here we go. I came in here, and it's my first time on this table, and they, they have it all set up. You know, they did an amazing job with me coming in, and there's food and all that stuff. They went all in, out and beyond. But then I came, and they gave me a coffee, and I put it on the table. Mm -hmm. And Ada said, no, put it on the coaster, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, this is not a, like a... Like a expensive table, you know. That's me. That's my inner me talking. You know, no, no, I didn't say that. But I'm like, oh, I, you know, they probably don't want a, a little coffee circle on the table. And she said, no. The reason that I am asking, I'm asking you, and I didn't say it, but she said the reason that I'm asking you to do that is because if the coaster has a cushion, mm -hmm. and we had a problem in the past where every time we put the coffee mug down, you could hear the Clear. pound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we fixed the problem with this coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I saying this? It's because nobody's going to ask for help if they don't accept that there is a problem. Yeah, recognizing. Exactly. Yeah. Recognizing and accepting that there is a problem mm -hmm. will move you to fix the problem. That's good. Mm -hmm. You guys said we heard maybe the first two um, uh, episodes and, and we heard that click a lot of times. There's a problem. And you guys decided to move and decided to invest you guys went mm -hmm. to Amazon or something mm -hmm. and, and you guys saw padded um, um, coasters and you decided to invest in fixing the problem. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of men that use um, that have thousand excuses mm -hmm. of why they can't or they can't. I don't know how to even start. Listen, mm -hmm. once you understand that it is a problem and you accept it and you mm -hmm. say, you know what, I'm ready to change. You're going to invest 
in reading mm-hmm. a book. You're going to invest in That's joining good. a church. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to invest in, in, in getting a mentor. It, it, it's mm-hmm. not for free. And nothing in this life is for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to pay with time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what does it mean? Either you waste time because time is currency. Right. Either you waste time or you invest time. Mm-hmm. There's men that have wasted so much time not wanting to change. And I don't care. Well, I'm not mad at man. I'm not a man. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to build foundations. But there, we got too many men with too many excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And your excuse, and your excuse is really you saying I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's no, there's no, um, there's nothing out there that can help you. There's so much that can help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. on this podcast here. I really believe that this podcast, is, I hope that it goes viral, not because mm-hmm. I'm here, but it's because this needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. The foundation needs to be fixed. And if we could fix the foundation and if we could get as many men to be listening to this podcast, you know, a, a city could be changed, a mm-hmm. nation could be changed, a government mm-hmm. could be changed because it all starts with fatherhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to go back to something that you mentioned, how you had your dad give you that kiss on the cheek. Uh, There's something that I've seen you do, and I experienced it firsthand. And I remember after church service, I believe it was, uh, you came up to me and you had said, you know what, I just want to give you a father's hug. And I crumbled and felt like this little kid all over again. So I experienced it firsthand, and I watched, just like Mary said, I'm a people watcher as well. (laughs) And I've seen how many times that you've done that. And I could see this grown woman, this grown, you know, man crumble in your arms because you're giving him a father's hug because maybe they'd never received one from their dad. So you're giving something that wasn't given to you necessarily. I don't know if you want to touch on that, but I don't know how much impact I don't know how much even time makes. we have. <laughs> Let me go to the We'll producer. take up uh, season two. Five? <laughs> I, I do want to touch this, and I'm going back to the prodigal son mm-hmm. in That's the Bible. What I was thinking of right now, the prodigal okay. son. But I'm going to talk about the prodigal son, and then we're going to rewrite the prodigal son. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. So when a child leaves the house, um, he gave him all the money, and I don't want to go too much into the story, but he leaves and he wanders his money. There's a famine. Um, he's hired by a citizen of the uh, other country. Um, he's feeding the pigs, and he can't. He's hungry and and can't even eat the pigs' um, food because the owner says, "Hey, that's for the pigs." And and he makes a decision, um, and he says, "I'm going to go back to my father, and I'm going to tell him, I have sinned against heaven and against you." Make me one of your servants. That's what it was his mind. He comes back home. And what does the father do? The Bible says that the father, you know, runs to him. Mm-hmm. He gives him a father's hug of acceptance. Mm-hmm. That no matter what you did in your, um, what, what happened in the past, I accept you again as a son. Mm. He gives him a kiss. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but I kiss men, not in the cheek, in the cheek. You know, people are like, oh, you know, that's a different kind of church. You know, it is the lack of what I had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I want them to take that kiss everywhere they go of approval of a father. That I can do all things because my father said I could. Mm. That's good. 
And then he gives them a ring of authority and, and, and identity. And, and then he puts a robe on him of, you're part of the family again and you're royalty. And, and he gives them new sandals of, you're, you're walking in new ways now from here on. And we're going to do this together. So that's the story. And that's where I get that from. You know, what if we rewrite the story? Because sometimes it's a father that made the mistake. What if the father would have caused something bad for the son to leave, which happened so much? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 90% of homelessness is because there was no father in the house. So what happens when the father doesn't do his role as a foundation of the family? What if his father was abusive? What if his father was just bad words that came out of his mouth and were nowhere to be found? So now a son comes back home. And now a father has to make up mm. for what he did wrong. Mm -hmm. If we rewrite this, the prodigal son saying the father's the one that messed up and not the son, the father made a decision to run to his child and ask. The kiss was more of a forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness kiss. I'm sorry for everything that I have done in your life. I'm sorry to put you through the hell that I put you through. I'm, I'm sorry for not being there. I get frustrated when... When there's men out there that are never there for the sons and daughters, mm -hmm. nowhere to be found, they want to spend time, and they're in the city, and they don't want—they don't want nothing to do with them. Mm. But yet they graduate from high school, and here they are, front row, wanting him to say something about them. Go sit in the back seat. Yeah. And that, I'm sorry, that was just a, no, really, go no, sit in the true. back seat. Go sit in the yeah. back seat. Mm -hmm. it, it's not a moment thing. For you to shine. It's a lifestyle mm. thing. So now let's go back. And that, the reason that I said that is because we got to go back and say, you know what? We made a mistake. We made wrong decisions. Now I'm going to run to my son. I'm going to hug him. I'm going to kiss him. And everything that I said about the robe, the ring, the, mm -hmm. the, the everything happens also in an area of forgive, asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. But willing to make a change yeah you could ask for forgiveness but not wanting to change yeah there's a difference forgiveness saying i am sorry for what i did i repent of my heart i want to change my mind and i want to start all over with you doing my job as a father that's um where the hug comes from that's why a hug is a hug is powerful yeah i've had men i i i've had men um in my church that I gave a father's hug and I, and I give them words of a father and, and they cry like a six-year-old boy. Yeah. Women cry as a six-year-old girl. Mm -hmm. You know, it's because everybody is in need of the father's love. Mm -hmm. That's so That's good. good. Okay, so today has been a really great um, interview, if you will. <laughs> Pastor, <laughs> want to thank you and something that you said. So I want to wrap up with this. So we talked a lot and we mentioned choice a lot. That's the, that's the word of the year. I don't know if you guys remember that or mm -hmm. not. So it's a choice. It's a choice that if you feel that you're failing in some area of your life, and we're talking to fathers, step up. This is the time to step up. There's no more. I can't. I don't know because there's so much information out there. Uh, for Pastor Mario, you have modeled this fatherhood or this persona for so many, not just your children. And you started in the family because in many occasions you have brought up how it works in the family, how you started with your family, with your sons, with your daughter, with your wife. So you became this person and that's who you model and you continue to model that, not just yeah. for us here, mm -hmm. but every person that attends our church. <clears throat> so 
with that being said, we thank you for that, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, and thank you. for every thank you. person out there, find someone, find someone who doesn't identify with you, who's everything that you would want to see in yourself and start hanging around that person because mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to change and have that self-awareness that it has to start with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.